Hey there, we're the Westlaw Pirates and welcome to the show. We're here to share our thoughts on Northwestern athletics and college sports with thoughts and analysis from the visceral to the statistical. We run our tailgate with the red pirate flag flying high above as we give no quarter, especially the fourth. I'm Sam Walter. I'm John Lacombe. I'm Eric Skos Gaspo. Oh well, my dudes. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a day um, that I, I think we we all was sort of hoping for, um, but I don't know how realistic uh, I ever thought this was. Um, we got the news uh, earlier today that Hunter Johnson, uh, the five-star uh, recruit from transferring away from Clemson. Uh, was the number one pocket passer in his high school class, uh, announced that he is transferring to Northwestern. And <laughs> this is, this is news that absolutely deserves an emergency podcast. Uh, John. I only, I only have one rule, and that is if ESPN Sports Illustrated and Yahoo Sports are simultaneously running a front page story involving Northwestern football, it's probably worth an emergency podcast. <laughs> it is uh crazy exciting northwestern twitter has been exploding all afternoon i'll be honest with you guys I and mean, we've we've talked about this possibility i think on our last two podcasts uh we knew that nu was in the running alongside purdue it made a ton of sense given that uh johnson's brother was was a walk-on at nu we recruited him he's from indiana yada 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 i actually sam unlike you i i thought it was pretty plausible that he might come here what i didn't realize is that he is three bloody years of eligibility left. I thought at best we were getting two, one of those years, which could potentially be, you know, say, say Clayton takes a medical red shirt. Like I was kind of looking at it being like, well, like this would be great, but there's a scenario which we only get really one year out of him. And I didn't quite realize where he was in his career. And now that I am learning that I am overjoyed. This is, this is spectacular news for Northwestern. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, you know, listeners, loyal listeners, when you go and spread this information to your families, friends, etc., don't dial it down or undersell it. This is a situation that calls for hyperbole. Um, he's, I mean, let's so let's juxtapose it with Prater, right? Two five-star players, both top twenty players in the nation. In Prater's case, I think he was rated two by rivals. Um, both guys who transferred in after spending one year. At a, at a program that at the time was an absolute stockpile of five-star talent. I mean, Clemson right now is where USC was at the time that Kyle Prater was there. Um, Hunter Johnson was one of three five-star quarterbacks on their roster. Um, here's the big difference, though, right? Prater suffered a big injury at USC and was never the player that he was just robbed of the ability to reach his potential. He spent his entire career at Northwestern getting better, and you almost feel like if he had three more years to spend at Northwestern, he could have gotten himself back to where he was, you know, as a high school senior. Um, And Johnson, it is a completely different situation. Johnson's fine. Johnson basically was put in a situation where he showed up at Clemson figuring that he had a 90% chance or better of taking the starting quarterback job. And he didn't know that Clemson, at the peak of of their powers in the history of Clemson, was going to somehow pull in a quarterback even more highly rated the year after in Trevor Lawrence, 
who's arguably the best player in the class of 2018 and who everyone is like, this guy looks like he could play in the NFL right now. And that was the only possible situation, really, in which Hunter Johnson wasn't going to become the starter. And so that's it. And he went back onto the market. He's everything. He complete what he played, you know, spot duty as a freshman. I think he completed something like of 80, 18 of 20 passes or something thereabouts for two touchdowns and an interception. He's the guy. He's the guy who was that highly rated coming out of high school, certainly appeared to be that guy at Clemson. And now he's going to sit out here and play three years for Northwestern. It's mind blowing. Well, and the, the other piece of that equation is that Kelly Bryant, who was not the heir apparent necessarily coming into Pat last season. Everybody thought he and Johnson were were going to battle it out essentially for for the QB position. Uh, a lot of people thought Johnson would ultimately win it. I think he had the higher pedigree coming in. Um, Kelly Bryant's got what at least another year, maybe two. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think one or two years. I, I believe he he was. Yeah, he, I think he he had a year before um, when Deshaun Watson was there, but. Um, yeah, he's cl- he's class of 2015, um, and he wasn't as highly regarded as uh, as Johnson. But he, you know, he fits the mold of what they wanted a quarterback. He performed pretty well last season, so um, that's you know what that's how we ended up at where where we're at today. I think what's interesting to me this this conversation about five star quarterbacks transferring has been. I uh, talked about a lot in the in the college football airwaves the last two months or so because it keeps happening, right? You saw an exodus from Texas A&M. You saw Trevor Knight leave uh, Oklahoma and go to Texas A&M. And, and th- those aren't great examples because I don't think many of those guys are five stars. But the point being, a lot of these big programs like Clemson, like Alabama, are recruiting a top-end quarterback every single year. And there's just not enough time for those guys to play or develop and – this makes a ton of sense. You know, I think Johnson saw the writing on the wall uh, and he said, you know what? I want to play somewhere. I want to have a shot somewhere. I'm going to I'm going to give this a whirl. I think there's probably some downstream effects to Northwestern roster. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. If, oh, yeah. yeah, I would imagine. We'll see if an Aiden Smith or uh, one of the other QBs decides ultimately that they would uh, rather try to go somewhere else to winning starting job. Um, you know, just looking at the, the landscape now with with Thorson here next season, potentially the season after, and then two more years of, of Hunter after that. So uh, this is this is the game as it is. Um, but, man, a guy that we recruited out of high school, a guy whose brother played at Northwestern, with the pedigree he's got coming in uh, to this team, he, you know, I, obviously he saw a lot of great stuff at Clemson. I'm, I'm, I'm well documented uh, in my dislike of Dabo Sweeney at this point, but – you can't argue with the results that that program has achieved in the last three or four years. So I, it's just such a spectacular ad for the cats. And, you know, the, the, the ripples of this, you know, really do move forward. I mean, uh, Johnson just on his own, you know, we have our quarterback of the future. You know, we're very concerned going into this year. Um, you know, Thorson's not quite right. And, you know, what, what are we going to do? That's now we're, we're good from, uh, from next year on, at least for the next few years. But this also, you know, kind of goes even further into, you know, the new facility where, you know, 27 wins over the last three seasons, you know, we got this uh, burgeoning winning tradition. I mean, well, we have a winning tradition over the past few years, but, you know, more and more we're starting to shed that kind of, oh, it's just Northwestern. 
And, you know, that's something that we've been, like, shedding for the past 20 years. Um, but I, I think this, you know, really kind of takes it the next step. We've got these unbelievable facilities. We've got a five-star QB wanting to come here. Um, you know, this opens up even more doors. Success breeds success, and this is huge. Well, I know John wants to, to talk about some serious recruiting stuff, and I, I just want to highlight real quick something from Teddy Greenstein's article today that highlighted that Thorson was a big part of convincing Johnson to come play at NU. We talked just a few days ago, we talked about uh, the wide receiver, Kurtz, who signed with the Cats, uh, came from Hunter Johnson's high school. We, we thought that kind of portended good things to come. But it sounds like Thorson was instrumental, and you can see where that is, right? Thorson is talking about how he's been developed as a QB, how he, how his, you know, pro desires or whatever have have been uh, have been supported by the staff, um, et cetera. And that, like that conversation, I'm confident uh, that it was about the NFL and about quarterback development and what Hunter's chances would be coming in to get that kind of tutelage. And you know, we saw Trevor Simeon start a bunch of games in the NFL. We talked at the last draft about, you know, this being a, the next big hurdle for Northwestern. Can they attract and develop NFL caliber talent? And I'm not saying that Johnson is 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 quite at that level yet. Um, he's got some great some great highlight tape. Uh, his arm's probably not as live as a guy like uh, like Thorson maybe, but um, there's this opens up so many doors from a recruiting perspective and just the way these recruits and players talk to each other that. Um, will be very interesting to see over the next uh, couple seasons what happens. Yeah, so I, like as Scott's alluded to, I mean, I certainly have many recruiting thoughts on this. I think one important thing, and this is something that we're all going to get drummed into our skulls as this year progresses is, we are all very close to the grindstone relative to Clayton Thorson, right? We've all been on board with Clayton through the entire journey right? We've seen the ups, we've seen the downs, we've seen the upward improvement there. You know, there have been a few times where we've pulled our hair out being like, for the love of God, Clayton do X, Y, or Z, right? We've all been like very much, you know, I think all of us on the measure, we're all glass half full on Thorson for sure. Um, We've seen him at his very best and, you know, we've all been seeing him get closer and closer to his potential throughout his career. Outside of the program, he's an NFL-ready looking quarterback who's won 27 games for Northwestern in college. People, I think, outside of the Northwestern program, Mel Kuyper among them, look at this guy and are like, that guy's going to be an NFL quarterback. And it makes a lot of sense. Thornton has the NFL body. He's got NFL legs. He's got an NFL arm. I think people are looking and being like, it's not easy to win 27 games at Northwestern, and they're not nitpicking the finer points of all of those games, Justin Jackson, et cetera. They're saying, look at what Trevor Simeon did in the NFL after being relatively unknown at Northwestern. Look at what Clayton Thorson's doing. And I'm sure, probably to a guy like Hunter Johnson, he's like, Trevor Simeon's in the NFL, Clayton Thorson's going to the NFL, and then it could be me, and then I'll go to the NFL. And that's a pretty reasonable viewpoint to have for a guy from outside of the program because I think we get so deep in the weeds on this that we forget that Josh Flipping Allen went in the first round to the (laughs) Buffalo Bills. Ahead, ahead Ahead of Josh Rosen, by the way. 
Right, and that there are teams lining up to salivate over a guy with Thorson's tools. And again, it's Thorson's won a lot of games at Northwestern. So, I mean, that's that's the first thing. And you can see a guy like Hunter Johnson taking, you know, to what to Scud's point, taking the words of someone like Clayton Thorson to heart and being like, this guy's on his way to the NFL. That's where I want to be. So um, that's the first thing. I think as far as recruiting goes – in this the is, short term, can I, can I, can I just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. double yeah. down on how big of a point this that you're about to make? Because yeah. we got we got a tweet from somebody in response to you know I was talking about we're going to get on the pod and wildly, wildly speculate, and uh, somebody responded Evan Watkins. I, I assume given that everybody in Northwestern freaked out when we when we got Evan Watkins as a four star QB recruit. Um, yeah. you, well, and, you and, could say the same and, thing and about he, Matt Alvidi. Yeah, my my wife was making that point as uh, as we were getting ready to go in. She's yep. like, "Remember Matt Alvidi?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, we're good yeah. here. We're good." There, there's <laughs> I, there's a possibility, but um, the bigger impact is what John's about to talk about. I so I would I would drink the Hunter Johnson Kool Aid, but I already poured the bucket all over myself, so I, <laughs> I don't really have any left to drink. Oh, yeah. Um, So so here's the thing, right? Let's let's lead with the small negative, first of all. In the short term, you're not, like, it's going to be really hard for us to get that missing quarterback commitment since Kale Millen decommitted from the class of 2019. Um, Right now, optically, all these guys who are considering are like, well, I ain't starting for the next four years. So, um, and... Again, a guy like Aiden Smith, who, you know, it's it's easy to forget, and I think a lot of people were forgetting that as pertains to the depth chart, the current depth chart. Clayton Smith was a big-time guy um, who was a big-time seven-man football guy um, and was a top-15 quarterback recruit pocket passer, and he's going to have some real decision-making to do. And, and again, you could say the same for Andrew Marty and uh, Jason Whitaker, who were not as highly rated guys who are also young, especially Whitaker. I mean, Whitaker's got to be looking right now and being like, how do I play in this equation? So, I mean, for the we could be in, in for a situation headed into the front year where we're really hoping Clayton stays healthy because if he doesn't, there's not a heck of a lot behind him. Um, so that's the bad news. The good news is long-term – quarterback recruiting is going to be great for the same reason Hunter Johnson just signed and everything we've gone over. We are starting to look like a place quarterbacks really want to go and play for good quarterbacks. Johnson just reinforces that and Northwestern's going to be in play because right now our last three quarterbacks are Trevor Simeon, Clayton Thorson and hoping, assuming Knockwood Hunter Johnson. And any five-star quarterback in the country is going to be like, well, that's three NFL guys, so this place does right by its quarterbacks. I, 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 so, ju- I just want to cut in real quick and say that the common theme, and we're all just going to hear this and be like, oh, Mick McCall as your quarterback coach <laughs> and offensive coordinator. Hey, I mean, he, the guy the guy does one thing well, but it's coming up in spades right now, his his quarterback development. Now, you know, I'm, I'm sure they didn't, I'm sure Hunter Johnson probably didn't have extensive interviews with the offensive line, but you know, look, Hunter, you, you sign those papers. You can't take it back. You're coming. <laughs> but, uh, but so here's, but, but to that point and to everything else, and this is where Scuzz knew I was going to go. This is seismic for recruiting at 
every position, including quarterback, in the long term, and at every position not including quarterback in the short term. You think Jarrell Brock isn't watching this information today and being like, oh, so that's the guy that will be my quarterback for basically the entire time I'm at Northwestern? Hmm, right? Any other position, all these guys are looking and being like, oh, and think, and we talked about this a lot on the last pod, optics, right? Here's how this is playing to the rest of the nation. Northwestern gets the best practice facility in the country, Northwestern Inc.'s Hunter Johnson. That's the narrative that's unfolding here right now. And it, that's a huge deal because it's because the idea of this self-fulfilling prophecy, now it looks like, and you know, for Hunter, he may not care about that at all, but that's the perception. And all of these big recruits are going to be like, oh, Northwestern's starting to become a destination. Uh, and, I mean, again, you can't, un- you can't overstate this. And let's not overlook the fact that uh, Johnson's brother played at Northwestern as well. I mean, um, we, we got a, uh, I saw a tweet today uh, saying that this will now be the 10th set of brothers that uh, Fitz has coached. And, you know, let's not... Uh, undersell that uh, aspect of of his uh, coming over as well, you know. So keep, if we put it in the family, if we list most successful Northwestern walk on wide receivers ever, he has to be third now, right? <laughs> it goes <laughs> Austin, Austin Carr, Carr Zeke's Markshausen, and then him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I tweeted earlier tonight that I that, you know NU really celebrates this brothers thing. Um, and they they tweet about it uh, with some frequency, and, and you know they 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 focus on the whole like the the family concept, right? The Twitter handle is NU Football Family. Um, they fo- they talk about recruiting families, et cetera. And I love it. I love that they do it. It I I think there are people out there that probably scoff at it and think it's either hokey or disingenuous. But I think it's fantastic that Northwestern has identified that as a um, a competitive advantage, frankly, and that they approach and treat these families in the right way um, and these players in the right way that that has, you know, paid dividends. This is not about giving a guy a scholarship so his buddy can come play. It's not about that. Um, and that's very clear in the way uh, in the way things have, have played out with these these different families and, and you know, trusting uh, to send their kids to Northwestern uh, again and again. So I think that's spectacular. Um, I think uh, it's great that NU celebrates it and – Here's another case where that's, you know, that's paying dividends. As as long as we're in the the optics category, talking about, and again, family, absolutely. But, you know, talking about the way this presents to the rest of the nation, I might as well be the one to bring up that Hunter Johnson looks like an actor playing a quarterback. <laughs> he He looks like... Someone built a quarterback in a lab, and he's the one who came out. He is a guy who you can put him in front of a camera, and he's going to make the program look very, very good, and that's always very helpful. And Northwestern, of course, has never really – we've always had guys who have represented the program to the utmost, and that's one thing that, you know, that Fitz will tell you right off the bat, recruiting top-quality men, that's just the kind of guys you're going to get, whether it's Justin Jackson and and his polish or – Ian Park singing the Halo theme song in the shower. Um, you're going to get just guys who are really good at, at representing the program the right way. And this this kid is, 
again, he looks like he's from central casting and conducts himself the same way. It's, it's a big time get. And, you know, let, let's not undersell as well the fact he's coming on campus, like, right now. You know, he'll be practicing all season with the team. You know, it's a, it's a redshirt year for him, so he, it's not like he's, you know, going away for a year and then coming back and you know, trying to learn everything from there. He's got a whole year to learn the playbook, learn the system, and, you know, next year, you know, 2019 rolls around, you know, he'll be able to just jump right in like uh, like anyone else. I, I would encourage everyone to go watch uh, go watch the film on this guy and then maybe go watch the film on Clayton Thorson coming out of high school because I think there's kind of two interesting differences between the two of them. Um, when you watch Thorson's film, the uh, the strength in his arm is just spectacular to see. But he's consistently throwing behind receivers or not quite deep enough for receivers. His, his, his accuracy was clearly something he needed to work on. I think we, we definitely saw that in his first uh, couple of years at NU. Johnson is, is kind of the opposite. His accuracy is spectacular. Um, and while he has great touch on the ball, he's not, uh, let's just say he's not going to throw it a million miles an hour off of a Stanford linebacker's head. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the the touches there, and what's really impressive is when you watch him throw on the run, and you see how accurate he still is on the run. Um, based on his tape, which I you know you could argue might be a little bit uh, misleading in this regard, his decision making is very quick. Uh, he does not wait long in the pocket to, to to do things. He there are a couple plays you know where he's extending the thing outside, but generally it's drop back or roll out. Uh, look, look, look identify throw. I mean, the guy is, um, is a quick decision maker and it's worth pointing out that all the conversation coming out of, out of Clemson's spring ball was expecting this guy to seriously challenge, um, seriously challenge Kelly Bryant for the role in 2018, given that Bryant did not play well against Alabama. Uh, and then I think the, the writing on the wall with Trevor Lawrence was just kind of too much maybe for, for Johnson to stomach. So, um, this is, you know, this is very exciting. I think, I think it is, very rational and reasonable to be optimistic uh, about this for Northwestern. Certainly as optimistic as any other five-star or four-star recruit that we get fire up, fired up about, if not more, because of the downstream and halo effects. So um, all, abo- all aboard the, uh, the Hunter Johnson train. Uh, this is, this is going to be fun to see what happens in the next uh, 18 months. Absolutely. I, I think we're just going to leave it there um, for this emergency pod. Uh, we'll be back either later on in the week or next week to uh, kind of digest this a little bit further uh, as we get closer and closer to the 2018 season. Um, but uh, for now, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Uh, you can head to our website, westlawpirates.com, where you can leave comments and questions. You can follow us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, at Westlaw Pirates. You can call our voicemail line, 847-231-CATS. That's 847-231-2287. And email us, westlawpirates at gmail.com. Tune in next time as we give our visceral and statistical views on Northwestern athletics. And look for us in the West Lot of Ryan Field flying the red pirate flag because we give no quarter, especially the fourth. For John Lacombe and Eric Scousboy, I'm Sam Walter. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.